Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, no, no, no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride on this Waddle Wednesday. What open phone lines for you? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, yesterday during our show, Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Bears, got a chance to speak to the media. Later on, it was Matty Reflus, the head coach for the Bears, talking to the media as well at the Combine in Indianapolis. And one of the things that stood out to me about Ryan Poles and what he told the press, he used a phrase, an idiom, called uh, do right by. He used that. I used to hear that as a kid. My mom saying that to a relative or to a friend. You know what? I got to do right by you by being able to do this. Or we got to do this together. I got, you know what? I missed this occasion, but I, I got to do right by you. That's the first time I heard it when my mom said it to a, one of her friends. And I heard... Ryan Pohl say, we have to do right by Justin Fields. It's not that we're still making our evaluation of the quarterback position, but when you offer the phrase, the old idiom, I got to do right by, that'll be all for Justin Fields. Meaning that I'm going to place him in a position where he can succeed. I'm not going to just dump him off to the side of the road. He's done a lot for us in the, the Chicago Bears. So I got to do right by him by saying, you know what, when we trade you, that we're going to put you in a position where you could start or you can succeed because of what you've done for the franchise. Do right by is all I needed to know yesterday. You heard the same thing. I went back and listened to it over and over again yesterday. I was locked in on the station. We had baseball going and then into Waddle Sylvie, into Black and Abdallah, and I'm all over social media reading, and I'm trying to gobble up everything. And again, Justin is a wonderful athlete. He is a really good person. He's a good football player. He's not a great football player. And the Bears are chasing greatness with the unique opportunity of having the number one pick. And all we have continually said is they're moving on because, A, they evaluate the floor and the ceiling of Caleb Williams to be better long-term than Justin Fields. That does not mean Justin's a boob or a bad player or a bad guy. He's good at all those things. They just don't believe he's going to get them where they want to go. They're going to take that shot with the number one pick. And all of a sudden, Ryan Poles is honest. He's the most honest executive I've dealt with in this town on the record. Off the record, Jim Hendry and Jed Hoyer, um, Theo Epstein, those guys were super honest. Ryan Pace, not at all. He never lied. Yes. He just wouldn't engage. Mm-hmm. And I had a good working relationship with him. Wouldn't engage. Certain guys won't. John Paxson, he was. Arturis, I don't even know if he and Eversley live in Chicago. They may be on a remote island somewhere because they do nothing. But what we heard yesterday was a man who treated Justin with class, who said, I'm going to try and do right by him. I don't want him to live in the gray. No one wants that. And I will keep his camp updated on this. So I expect a trade to come down at any time. Ryan Poles, his motivation to trade feels before the trade deadline or before free agency. It just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move 
um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Yeah, so I've always felt, and I told uh, told them this after uh, the season when we had our exit meetings, that you know transparency and communication is, is key in these moments, um, and I told them we will do that. So I've been in contact with his team and, and kind of let him let them know like what we're looking at, um, how things might play out, um, and that we'll continue to communicate as we move forward. Again, I understand how uncomfortable that is for him, um, but again, like I told him, and he understands. I think he said it the other day too. It's it's part of this business. It is a unique situation. So, uh, but yeah, I'll continue that communication. Polls also a listener of the Browns Brothers podcast apparently because polls pretty much quoted from that podcast that we played last week. So he's heard from Justin Fields, either through text messages, through his camp, or that podcast of what Justin's thinking. But you don't want to live in the gray. That's the worst, Cap. There's black, there's white. But when you live in the gray, gray is boring. When you live in the gray, that means everything's up in the air. You want to be sure when you're a businessman, when you're a general manager, of exactly the direction that you're going in. And at this point in time, while Justin Fields is on vacation, he doesn't know if he's a bear. He doesn't know if he's a stealer or a falcon. He doesn't know where he's going. So this is why Ryan Poles pretty much told a lot of different outlets, including Wallen and Silva yesterday, that he's going to do right by Justin Fields. And that way that the situation will not be murky anymore, that the bears are going to move on and go with a rookie quarterback more than likely? I, I don't see a scenario where they're not trading him and bringing in a new quarterback. There is no scenario where they're going to keep him and have a rookie quarterback that they take in the top ten. They have two top ten picks. If you told me they're going to draft someone in the fifth round, okay, that's a different story. But that's not what's going on here. They're going to take Caleb Williams. I truly believe that. I know there are people out there thinking they're going to trade down, take J.J. McCarthy, develop him, keep Justin. It's not going to happen. You do not openly stand at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana, and talk about trading your franchise quarterback, your face of your team, good guy who said, I'd rather stay in Chicago all my career and go, we're going to do right by him and I'll keep his team apprised and blah, 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 blah. And right now I don't have any trade talks that have popped up, but we'll see what comes along. You don't do that and then go, hey, Justin, Ryan, I decided to keep you. What? No, it's not happening. And I think today is his interview with Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. So that'll be step one in their official get to know each other, and then they will meet again when Caleb comes to Chicago. He will be here as part of what's called your 30 visits. You get 30 visits for prospects. He'll be here for a couple of days. They'll have a bunch of different things with him. He'll be on the board whiteboarding with Shane Waldron and the quarterback coach and all of it. And they've tried to put a new infrastructure in. And then you got to go continue to put talent around him. Longtime broadcaster Joe Madison, who'd recently passed away, would use this phrase I'd hear on the radio. He'd say that you have to hear with a third ear. And it's one thing that you have your left ear and your right ear, but there's a third ear with this. And here's where I'm going with this. Cap, the one thing that you're sure about from the press conference from Ryan Poles and all the places that he spoke was that Jalen Johnson is going to be a Chicago Bear. No doubt. Now, that was cemented, locked in. When he talks about re-signing Jalen Johnson, it was not murky. It's pretty clear. Yeah, I've been very open about that. Um, I have a great relationship with Jalen, um, and we've built that trust over a long period of time. Um, I want him here for a, for a long time. So uh, we're in the mix of, of getting that done now. I feel good about it. We've, uh, we've come strong with our you know, cash flows, guarantees, uh, the term of the contract. Um, and I know all of those things were important to him. Uh, as I texted him, I can't, I can't give him everything that he wants. <laughs> you can't just hand right? over the contract he wants. Yeah. Um, but I, I can do some really cool stuff for him uh, to set him up for, for life, but also um, get him in a spot where he can play free, mm. um, be himself, continue to grow off the season that he had last year. I love the turnovers that he had. That changed the outcome of games, and that's important to us. He showed that he can do that. Um, he had leadership. He brought other guys with him. Tyreek Stevenson's growth from the beginning to the end has a lot to do with Jalen. Um, John Hoke as well, but Jalen really pulled him aside and, and did extra with him, so you saw his growth. Um, so I love everything about Jalen, so I'm hoping we get this done soon. I'd rather not do the whole tag thing. So Ryan Poles is as clear as day saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get Jalen Johnson. 
We're going to make sure we lock him in because we know that he's the future of the football team. Now, on the side of Justin Fields, that part of the conversation, murky. That's all you need to know, Cap. It wasn't say he's when when polls want someone or want something, he will directly tell you. It's, it, it's not kind of a sleight of hand. It's no magic trick. He'll just tell you right out. Yeah, you know what? We know that Jalen Johnson is up, and we want to make sure that he gets taken care of. We've contacted his people. No question. Well, Justin, well, we want to do right by Justin. Right. It wasn't saying, well, Justin's our quarterback. Because usually that's the old Lovey Smith lament. So-and-so is our quarterback. That's where we're going. Polls didn't say that. He did not. I, I like every now and then, maybe a third of our audience on social media will say, well, you know, maybe Poles is a poker player. No, he's pretty direct. Pretty direct. You could tell that when it comes to Justin Fields, he's looking to move on. Only because the other things he's talked about, other players he's talked about, he's been direct about. Now, even some of the best general managers wouldn't even talk about Jalen Johnson. Yeah, we're looking at the position. He's telling you up front, yeah, we want him on the football team. He can't get everything, but we're going to pay him. Not a lot of GMs say that. Not a lot of them are that forthcoming with that kind of information. Cap. Correct. Polls is, and that's the difference. I don't want to use the franchise tag, but he, you know, you could read between the lines. I will if I have to. He ain't going anywhere. That's but I, but I'm, what I'm illustrating to you is the difference between I directly want this guy, and are we going to try to do right by Justin? Right difference. Like you the just different, different don't tone. say that. Yeah, yeah. Then you kind of know, uh, Shay. Yes, sir. What do you think, man? <clears throat> About the trade? What do you What do you think of of Ryan Poles? There's a difference between how he talked about Jalen Johnson and how he's talking about Justin Fields. Uh, yeah. Clearly, he wants Jalen Johnson to be here. Like. Yeah. When you say you got a guy, look, I think he doesn't want to use the tag, like he says. That's disaster scenario generally for a general manager when you have to get a player to play on the franchise tag. But he's committing to a guy. Like, it's clear to me Jalen Johnson is going to be on this football team going forward, and the goal is long-term. Yeah, sounds like it to me. Yeah, the one thing is the tag deadline to use the franchise tag mm-hmm. is... March 5th, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So... If they don't have a deal done by then, then he will tag him. Doesn't mean they can't get the deal done three days later and take the tag off. It's not a binding thing. So he's going to be a bear so everyone can stop wondering about that. And then you're exactly correct. No one openly stands in front of ten different interviews. I listened to him on Waddle and Sylvie. Mm-hmm. I watched the press conference and listened to it. We carried it here. Stacy Dales did a great interview with him. And she was like a dog on a bone to give her a credit. She was awesome. Yeah. She just kept going one after another. Well, tell me about Justin with this. What about Justin with that? What about trade talks with that? And Ryan didn't bat an eye. No. I want to do right by him. He's been good to our, you know, to me, means a lot to me. Like, tell me you're trading him without telling me. Yeah, he's definitely gone, and we're taking Caleb Williams. <laughs> so so let's ask this question. Shay, let's open the phone lines. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Did Ryan Poles tell us that he's trading Justin Fields without telling us? Also still to come, Waddle and Sylvie had a chance to talk to Ryan Poles and asked a very key question about really the legacy of Ryan Poles and the Bears. You'll hear that coming up next and your phone calls. Courtney Cronin comes your way at 735. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and Jay Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Weekday morning, 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll hear from Courtney Cronin from Indianapolis at the Combine coming up at 735. Go to the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download that app. That way you miss nothing from ESPN Chicago. All the shows and all the extra content is right there. ESPN Chicago app. Download it today. Because if you downloaded it, you can go to Waddle and Sylvie and hear their full conversation with Ryan Poles, general manager of the Chicago Bears. How about this question, Cap? Among a lot of questions that they asked Ryan Poles in their sit-down yesterday, is there any concern that this quarterback decision that you'll make with Caleb Williams will be 
define the defining moment of your career? No, oddly enough, and I think it's just because of the group of people I have around me um, and some of the experience that I've gone through in the past. Um, I feel feel really good about the situation. There's a level of, of confidence and poise um, as we go about this. Um, I know, shoot, I was at the Blackhawks game the other day, and I, I heard uh, basically a debate in the middle of the lobby with about 100 people <laughs> of what we should do, which I find fascinating. And I love the energy that our fans bring. Um, but the one thing is that, you know, I don't move in fear of, of getting it wrong. You know, I really focus on uh, getting this thing right. So um, I got a ton of confidence that everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. Boy, you have to have confidence and ice water in your veins when you make moves. No matter how big or small, you got to make sure, like, you know what, I'm doing this with confidence and swagger and a chip on my shoulder in hopes that you get it right. A hundred percent. And now I disagree with him. And, you know, I'm a huge Poles fan. I really like Ryan a lot. I think he's done a really good job. But I disagree with him when he said right at the start, he says, no, I don't. Isn't that how he started the answer? No, oddly enough. And I think it's just because the group of people I have around me um, and some of the experience that I've gone through in the past. um, I feel feel really good about the situation. Okay. No, I... However, he phrases that I disagree with him because if he keeps Justin and Caleb Williams goes somewhere else and is CJ Straub part two or heaven forbid Patrick Mahomes in someone else's uniform and he's playing on, you know, late in January and into February every year, we passed on that guy too? Yeah. You're done. You're done. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Pace, for as hard as he worked and he had some hits, whether it was Roquan or Jalen Johnson, he's had some good picks. He's had some horrible picks. And he's now in a supporting role in Atlanta. Yes. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. You don't do well enough, you're going to get fired. But what is he most known for? Mitch Trubisky. Sure. Nobody cares. All right, you missed that Kevin White, whatever, it happens. You left Mahomes and you're going to live with that? Forever? Yeah. And you took Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. who's going on his fourth team? Oh, God. Well, if you pass on Caleb Williams to stay with Justin and you don't get there and Justin's just not good enough, you're done. No question. Your, your bosses will call you in eventually and go, hold on a second. We had the number one pick two straight years and you missed on Stroud and Caleb Williams? Mm-hmm. Get out. Yes. Conversely, if you draft a quarterback, there's no guarantees here. And Justin goes somewhere else and plays well. They'll be like, oh, the pick didn't work. We put the right infrastructure. We try. He may get another bite at the apple. For me, this is a no-brainer decision I think, from his perspective. I think that one of the things, if you are the bosses of, of Ryan Poles, if, say, for instance, Fields still was a quarterback and the Bears still weren't a good on a franchise if they weren't a perennial playoff team, and yet Detroit is better, Green Bay is better, Dallas is always solid, Eagles are always solid, Vikings get past you, and other teams, the NFC, just the NFC alone, Cap. Mm-hmm. While the grass is growing over your feet and you're standing still and others are getting better, that's another reason why you'd say, all right, Poles, that's enough. You pass in the quarterback class twice. You stayed because of loyalty versus what could be for the future. You didn't reset the quarterback market, and your team is stagnant. And your team is never in the mix for the Super Bowl, never in the mix for the NFC crown. So long. I mean, that's, that's how that works. Right. Because as you try to build this thing, you can't build and say, well, that's enough. This is his direction. And as I've always said, Cap, however he wants to do this, as long as the Bears win, I'm fine with it. However the Bears get this done, however, whoever they're going to choose at whatever position, as long as they win, because I think that's what the general public feels, Cap. Those that are not looking at it with, uh, you know, in minute details like we do from big to small, those just want to know, thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm busy. I have a very short bandwidth. I have just three and a half hours of my life every Sunday to talk about the Bears or watch the Bears. Are we winning or are we losing? Are we getting better or are we not? The lady that just walked out of the Chick-fil-A with a bag of food. She might need to do a few push-ups and sit-ups, maybe a little jogging if we made her the Bears quarterback. But if they announced she was going to be the Bears quarterback, I might not agree with the decision, and I might be vocal in my critique, but I'm still going to be rooting for her on Sunday. 
That's my point. People keep sending me tweets. How will you ever be able to deal with it if Justin's still the quarterback? I'm a Bears fan. I am a Bears fan. My wife had a Justin Fields jersey on for crying out loud when we went to Green Bay this year for the game. If he's the quarterback, he, he he's a bear, I cheer for him. Would that be the decision I would make? No, I've been clear. I'd move on. But whoever pulls picks, if Norling's the quarterback, I'll hold my nose and I will cheer for the Bears. Alongside Bobby Riggs, Jonathan Hood with you here on Captain J. Hood as we go to the wow. phone lines and talk to you. That woman can't play. As we go to Boston, Massachusetts, <laughs> listening on the ESPN he's Chicago app. No. Adam is on hey, Captain J. Hood. Adam, good morning. Good morning. Adam in Boston. Um, What's up, Sparky? Hey. Uh, so I think Stowe's is like the ultimate sto- – Poles is the ultimate stoic. And that he doesn't think about the past. He doesn't think about the future. He keeps his feet on the ground. He thinks exactly where he is. And he is still working through his process very methodically, very diligently. And I think the only thing he really copped to in the press conference is that he won't keep Justin and draft a quarterback. But I think he is leaving himself open to do keep Justin or trade for the pick. I, I don't think he has played his hand at all. And if anything, I think he is sending out some smoke. And he's very intentional about everything he says and does. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you are entitled to your opinion. I do not see a scenario where he keeps Justin. I don't. Adam and uh, Adam and Peter King agree. Peter said the same thing. And by the way, that was just an educated guess. It's one of the few times King goes on the air and just says, you know, I have no sourcing on this because I'm retiring soon, but I got a feeling they're going to go down in the draft. I'm surprised he said that with an open mic, by the way. Yeah. That's not Peter King. I listened to (laughs) multiple Peter King interviews yesterday. Multiple. Mm -hmm. And he said, I haven't talked to Ryan Poles. I know nothing. It's just what I think. He said, last year I sat for 45 minutes in his suite in Indy. Yeah. And he came from a position of being informed. He said, this time, I'm not at the Combine. I don't care about the Combine. He said, when I didn't care about who got any jobs or when I didn't care about anybody at the Combine, it was time for me to do something else. And that's why he's retired. Ryan Poles on what with Waddle and Sylvie. What is the timeline for a quarterback decision? Timeline's fluid. I think it's important to gather as much information as possible. Um, you know, it's almost like a two-minute drill. You don't want to rush and make mistakes, but you do have to have a sense of urgency to you. Um, definitely going to lean on my team as well as, as we gather information, kind of discuss those things. Um, but I also think there's an instinct to it, too, um, where you feel like there's a situation that hits you the right way, um, if that's for or against the situation. Um, and when it's you kind of get that internal green light, then, then you act on it. That's why I've always kind of lived life but also how I've operated as, as a general manager as well. So we'll continue to do that, and um, hopefully you know, things will continue to be positive. Back to the phone lines. We say hello to Reggie and Gurney on Cap and J-Hood. Reggie, good morning. Good morning. How you feel? Well, I feel good. So they can take Caleb at number one. What about trading number nine down to 13 to Vegas and picking up a second-round pick to increase your draft capital? What player do you want? Well, at 13, I think Romy's going to drop, based on what I'm saying. He, he'll probably drop to 13. Who, Roma Duce? That's not happening. He's, he's well, not getting well, out of, he's not getting down that far, I don't think. Well, then will you then turn around and take the edge rusher, one of the edge rushers, and then pick up the second-round pick? What's the biggest need for the Bears outside of quarterback in that first round for you? A brother. It's wide receiver, but we don't have enough good players, period, though. Well. I agree. So in that second round, you should get <laughs> so a good player. And you need a bookend edge rusher, right? I think they're going to sign one in free agency. I do. May not be Denell Hunter. Snorling, who's the other kid out there that has been linked to us, the uh, rush edge, who had maybe 10 sacks this year? Uh, no, I know you're talking. The- not I'm blanking on the name. Right? I know you're talking. No, no, the kid from Baltimore. You're talking about Justin Matabuke. He's getting tagged if he doesn't get a long-term deal. Is it a Russian? Is it a linebacker? Is it a second? Look that up, guys. Look, let's see. Go, go ahead, Carm. Give me the answer. Right. Jesus. What team? You got a team for? I mentioned Christian Wilkins the other day, but Miami's probably not going to let him yeah. go. We've talked about Chris Jones. 
So, so Reggie's out. I hope Reggie out. Jared Verse out of Florida State, 13. Yes. That's where you, you want to go. The kid at UCLA, they like as well. Yeah, What's but Latu, I mean, he retired um, from football Latu. a couple years ago. <laughs> Jared Verse is a monster. See? Yeah, I think, me personally, thanks for the call, Reggie. I think they're going to get a veteran to play on the other edge with Montez Sweat. And they will get a receiver at nine unless somebody makes them a hell of an offer to trade down. Romaduze will be there at nine. I don't think he will. I don't. There's going to be some movement there. I think the guy they really want is Malik Neighbors. That's the guy they want. But they take any of the top three. So I think you can get two solid players in the top ten. How about that? Kaplan, was it Jonathan Greener, the yes. end from uh, Houston? Yes, that's it. Look it up, boys. What is it? Who is it now? What? Look it up, boys. Back after this. Okay. So, <laughs> can't be. Just can't be. <laughs> Take that, Carl. I'm with you. I'm with you. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Coming up, Courtney Cronin with the latest from the Combine in Indianapolis. And if you're on hold, you will be on the air as we talk Bears. On the home of the Bears, Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Shot or no shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him Good morning and welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot here on Cap and Jay Hood. Weekday morning, 7 to 10, and it's brought to you by ESPN Bet. Now live in Illinois. Sign up today ESPN and new Bet. users get $100 in yes, bonus bets with ESPN any Bet. sports Bet. book. Bet. Bet. Say good morning to J.W. Norley. Good morning, boys, on a Wednesday. How we feeling? Hump day, halfway through the week. I apologize to ESPN Bet. I was trying to give you a nice lead in, but Cap trampled me, so I, I beg your pardon. ESPN will give you a, a make good later on in the show. You were like an Amish wagon on the Edens. I had to get going. Get out of the left lane, man. Damn. That's no way to talk about the Amish. I love the Amish. Do you? Yes. Oh, I don't believe you. <laughs> you don't believe it. I feel like, I feel like it's like it best. We bought furniture. Tolerate, at the perhaps. Furniture store. Yeah, that was coming. Um, so I told this Jackaloon uh, way early in the winter, Shay Norling, I said, you know, in February, February 27th, we're going to have baseball. I'm going to call it baseball in February. I'm going to call it baseball and basketball in the same winter. No shot! It's a mild winter. My first question was, where? Are you going to Texas, Florida? Yes. You said, no, at UIC. Curtis said, You're Stadium. an idiot. Yeah. No chance. It's happening, man. Did mild winter, yes. But it's so weird, this civil weather we have here. You go from 75 degrees. I was in a, it was in a, a polo shirt yesterday in the booth at Curtis Granson Stadium. Curtis Granson was there, by the way. He was there to see the, the home opener yesterday against North Park. Super cool. And uh, 75 degrees, beautiful day, as you well know, Cap. And then just like that, hail, rain. It was like it was like um, you know, like the uh, the news stations with their news coverage for like the election yesterday. They were oh on for three God. hours talking about all the weather that we had. Did Kent Nino Mia from Channel Seven? Yes, I think he's around. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yes. Hi, I'm out here on the Kennedy. I'm like, oh man, dude, stay in the studio and just give me a camera shot. Get out of the weather. So really, seventy-five to thirty-five, really. Yeah, and they said wind chill later this morning could get to zero. And then back in the 50s and like 70 again on Monday. It doesn't make sense. Not healthy. So we're going to hear from Tracy Butler to find out the weather patterns coming up at 9.50. But it was so good to be out there, Cap, in the nice warmth yesterday. Calling UIC baseball and then coming in with a heavy jacket the next day. Oh, God. <laughs> I wore shorts to work yesterday. Yes, you did. And I ran through downtown. I did my run that God. I do after the show. And I was in shorts. I had a hoodie on, but I didn't even need it. And this morning, I got a jacket, a hoodie, <laughs> pants. It's like it's ridiculous. Shay, what do we have for this edition of Shot or No Shot? All right, I got to start with some options for the Bears that have started to improve or to appear that could improve the roster via trade. Uh, teams reportedly looking to offload some franchise tag players. Chiefs. 
preparing to use the tag on quarterback on cornerback Legarius Sneed, but they are open to trade offers for him. And also the Cincinnati Bengals, the rumor is they tagged T. Higgins with the intention of trading him, basically what the Packers did with Devontae Adams. Use the tag, recoup assets, get him out. Shot or no shot, the Bears should trade for either Sneed, the corner of the Chiefs, or T. Higgins, Bengals wide receiver. Why am I trading for Snead? I'm getting Johnson done. He's a better player than Snead. I think it's tougher opinion. because of positional need, yeah. And what do they want for T. Higgins? They're going to want a fortune. How and much? i got to pay him a fortune. No, I'll pass. Sorry, Mrs. Higgins. How much of the cap wow. are you spending there in that spot for a T. Higgins? What do you think that costs? Is it, what is the, the tag was, what, $19 million? He's probably looking for $22 million a year on a long-term commitment. I'm not doing that. And giving up draft capital? No, thank you. You know, there's two philosophies with the wide receiver spot that we all know. Shea knows this better than anyone. Because as a Patriots fan, you know that you'll just any, any accountant, any you know, sanitation worker, that's all right, Tom, go ahead. Just work with those guys. You don't need an all-worldwide all receiver. Just, just, just give them the ball. It'll be just fine. Outside of Randy Moss, you really didn't have like who you would consider all-world speed, unbelievable, difference-making talent at the wide receiver position. You just had really solid players at the wide receiver position. Or you get studs out there that could be able to make a difference for you right away. It shouldn't just be one a team, Shay. If you can get two, it'd be awesome. Yeah, in fact, I would argue that if the Patriots had cared at all about the wide receiver position, Tom Brady might never have left. The yeah. fact that they didn't kind of drove him to Tampa Bay, where he had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and I'll push. And you're more of the Patriots expert than we are. But that's a fair. It's a fair assessment. It though. is. But Brady said recently, I, "I was done with Bill. I had to get out of there. The relationship had grown stale." But that's the connection, though. He's right. talking about. I'm telling you, he was done with Bill because he'd been begging for an actual wide receiver, and Bill kept drafting Division two safeties in the first two rounds. Yeah, I think he was leaving either way. He was done with Bill. Done. I want to enjoy life. No, no. What he laid out, what Shay just laid out there, is true, though. It, it's like it, I'd stay with the Patriots if you did right by me. Kind of using the Ryan Poles uh, and his phrase. I think that that I think there those both things are right. In that, yes, there was fatigue between Brady and Belichick because Belichick wanted things his way. Brady can have the fun that he had in Tampa and now in his and post-career. I think it had festered for a while. But imagine if Brady had some autonomy and some some swing in the organization to say, hey, man, give me some wide receivers I can work with so that doesn't have to be so hard. Why do I have to continue to just throw to just guys? So is there any comparison between Brady going, I, it was toxic, I was done, done, and Michael Jordan and Jerry Krause. Yeah, because Michael Both couldn't ended. and Mike couldn't get his way in the and his, he couldn't get his friends on the team like LeBron did at once upon a time right. with the Walter Lakers. Walter Davis, yeah, whoever. he couldn't. Even get, though Jerry was right, Walter was done. He couldn't get Rod Strickland or Walter Davis on the team. His buddies, correct. So I mean, th- I think there's a parallel to that. Yes, but what Shay is saying is correct. I mean, at some points, like, dude, I'm I'm winning with less. Could you just could, it, could you make my life easier by getting me a, a world class wide receiver so this doesn't have to be so effing hard? In fact, Cap, you know the straw that broke the camel's back, and I think mm-hmm. this has been reported, mm-hmm. was they went and got Antonio Brown, yes. and then Antonio Brown had some, we'll say, off the field issues. He was accused of some uh, unsavory activities. Yep, and the Patriots immediately cut him, and Brady was furious. And you know who signed Antonio Brown pretty quickly? Tampa Bay. Yep. They did. He's right. Uh, uh, T. Higgins would be awesome on the Bears. I agree. I'd love it. Shea. Uh, Boomer Esiason had a very strong take about Ryan Poles and Caleb Williams yesterday on his radio show. Listen to this. If you listen to what's going on out there, it doesn't sound like it's completely over. It doesn't. It's over. Uh, I mean, it should be over. It's over. This, they're taking this kid right here, and if they don't take this kid, then Ryan Paul should be fired. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta restart the quarterback clock. You got all the assets from the trades that you've made. Um, you're sitting pretty. You kept your head coach. You got a new offensive coordinator in there. 
you know, you could you could say that they they should have hired Cliff Kingsbury, but he ended up going to Washington. Kale Williams is from Washington D.C. Well, well, here, but here's all right. So this is the the thing when I say something's going yeah. on, and you just touched on it. And if you're the number one overall pick, you go to whatever team. All right, there you have it. Boomer Esiason. If they don't take Caleb Williams, Ryan Pohl should be fired. Shot or no shot? The decision at quarterback with the number one pick really is that easy. That's a shot. That's a shot. Even though, even though the Viking fan Gio wasn't sure. Right. All you have to do is do the background. He's watched a billion plays of him on tape from Oklahoma to USC. He's had all his scouts have been out there for games He's known this was a possibility, and all you have to do is, okay, how does he stack up? Do we like what we see on tape? Yes. How is he as a kid? Great. What do his teammates say? Check. How about medicals? Check. Emotional stability? Check. All right, get him in here. Let's talk to him, and then you take him. You do not trade that pick if, if you agree with all those answers. That's a shot. Shay. All right, Ryan Poles talked to Waddle and Sylvie yesterday, told him if he gets to a point where he knows for sure he's using that top pick on a quarterback, he will shut down trade offers. He also said yesterday his phone is still ringing 24-7, which I took to mean he hasn't shut down trade offers. So shot or no shot, Poles still ain't sold on Caleb Williams. Uh, That's no shot. He is locked in. They are taking Caleb Williams. Caleb. Caleb. The only way that this doesn't happen is if Caleb blows the personal interviews with Ryan Poles, and I would imagine that won't happen. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, it's a no shot that he's, I would say that Ryan Poles is locked in on Caleb Williams. And, and for the simple fact is, is that you're just not passing up on the quarterback class twice. You're just not doing that. And if you did, that means that you have the right infrastructure around Fields and that you are guaranteeing that the Bears will be a perennial playoff team with Fields starting next season. And you can't guarantee that. Here's the thing. You can't guarantee anything in the National Football League. But one thing you can say is that at least for four or five years, you have the quarterback position locked up on a rookie deal with Caleb Williams. If it doesn't work in the first year in cap, you know, I'm not looking for the fireworks that you see. Only be, uh, for the first year of the Bears if Caleb Williams is the quarterback. I don't see that because there's a learning curve with Caleb Williams. I don't expect him to be great at the beginning. I'm giving him grace because he's a rookie quarterback, and rightfully so. You know, I know that there will be some if Caleb Williams is the quarterback. In the first game the Bears play, the Bears lose 33-10, to 10, and he throws two picks, and he doesn't play well. This guy's a bust. This guy that, well, for any rookie, for any rookie, you give him grace. I don't care if it's C.J. Stroud or if it's, you know, any or the worst quarterbacks that come into the league. You give them grace because you got to learn the NFL system. You have to. It takes time. As much as people thought that Trevor Lawrence was the short thing out of college, even for him, it took time. Had to get the right coaching. Might, might still need the right coaching. Who knows? But, but, again, it's never a short thing out of the box. Right. Uh, but I think both things could be true. You, he will have struggles because every rookie does. But I also think the infrastructure around him and the talent level around him will be good enough that they can handle some of the bumps in the road. They'll lose some games where you go, God, he threw three picks. What are we doing here? And there'll be games where he'll throw three touchdowns. You'll be like, did you see what we saw? Special. Oh, boy. We got some fresh news from Caleb Williams in Indianapolis. Headline, Shay, Caleb Williams intrigued by Bears, comma, commanders at the top of the draft. I'll give you one quote as we get ready for around the NFL. He says this, and Cap, do you see this that just came across? He talks about how, he says, I'm not pushing my agenda, says Williams. At the end of the day, the Bears have the last say. Regardless of how I feel, I'm not pushing an agenda of, yeah, I want to go, or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. Around the NFL, Caleb Williams spoke about the Bears and more on Cap and J Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and J Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports.
ESPN Chicago. Nickball sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the National Football League right here on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. We'll hear from Tom Waddle coming up at 835 because, after all, it's a Waddle Wednesday. I love Waddle Wednesdays, but right now I need to smoke a cigarette after reading the Caleb Williams comments. Let's go. Chase greatness, man. Chase greatness. We turn now to Shane Norling with more around the NFL. Shane? But he had a whole thing planned, and then Pete Thamel sabotaged it by dropping this one-on-one interview with Caleb Williams, where Caleb finally went on record about the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. And i got to tell you, these little, I'm going to call them narratives, that some of the Fields fans, the Fields faithful hold on to. Caleb, he doesn't want to come here. He won't play for the Bears, blah, blah, blah. Boy, they are taking hits lately. How about this quote in this article from Pete Thamel, one-on-one sit-down with Caleb Williams. If I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm just as excited. Speaking about Chicago, they have a talented team, a talented offense and defense. For anyone to be in that situation, I think they'd be excited. Mm -hmm. I'm not pushing any agenda. At the end of the day, the Bears have last say, regardless how I feel. I'm not pushing an agenda of, yeah, I want to go, or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. So let's, let's stop right there. Okay. So I know that, again, people can read what they want to read, blogs, columns, whatever. But we have to stop today. This whole thing of Caleb Williams would not come to Chicago Bears. He'd rather go to Washington because that's where he's from. Again, he's the number one pick. He's not just going to sidestep the Bears just to go someplace else. The days of, uh, of that are passe, where you could just say, I'm not going to that team. I'm demanding not to go to that team. If he's going to be a Bear, he's going to be a Bear. That's what he just told you in that, uh, that one quote right there. All right, Shay, what else? Williams said he's eager for his, quote, first date with Chicago with a meeting planned in Indianapolis this week and stressed the importance of the first impression. Said he was intrigued to hear about the Bears' plans and learn what the organization is like and the vision moving forward. Just the constant growth and change that's important, whether you are a quarterback or wide receiver or general manager or an owner or an organization, Williams said of what he's looking for. Just a healthy situation in the facility with the players and a place that really wants to win. Hoodie, he added, he's been to Chicago once, heard good things about Bears fans, and he's gone down video rabbit holes studying both Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. Here's David Kaplan. Cap? Okay, I need a cigarette. First of all, this guy, he's only been to Chicago once. He is saying all the right things. He he talks openly about, hey, man, uh, it's not about the money. The money comes. You're, it's it's, it's a, a byproduct. It's like you're a radio guy. You're going to have a headphone. You're a great quarterback. You're going to get paid. It is what it is when he said, no, no, no. When it's all done, all I care about is I want to be a legend. I want to look back and go, I left my mark, and I am a legend at what I did. And in that city, the way the passion is, the way they support their teams, yeah. And he's treasuring watching Peyton and Jordan and learning more about Chicago. Bring it on, man. Let's freaking go. Can we move the draft up? I want this guy now. Chase Greatness. Please, folks, I'm begging you. Use the hashtag Chase Greatness. That's what we're in this for, and it's about freaking time. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? On the topic of watching Walter Payton and Michael Jordan, quote, I'm 22. I didn't get to see those players. As the saying goes, the legend lives on. That's my goal of playing football. It's not money. It's not fame. It's to be immortal. I want to reach that sense of being a legend. Being at the table and having a rightful seat through hard work and energy and time I've put into this game that we all love. It's appealing to be in a city like that. With legends that you've looked up to, reach for the standard they set and try to do anything to get there. Not a PR firm that's saying that. That's Caleb Williams saying that to Pete Thamel. Make sure that's very clear. So there is a, a young man that is laid is laying out to me, Cap, what a lot of young people talk about. 
you know, there was a time, I would say about 10 or 15 years ago, where you'd say, oh, the modern athlete, all he cares is about is money, or all she cares about is money. Just being able to have generational wealth, doesn't matter if they win a championship or not. You know, it's I hear this more often than not about young people. You know what young people care about, Cap? They care about legacy. This is not throwing any shade at Charles Barkley or Reggie Miller or those that fell short of winning a championship. But they don't want to be that. Meaning, they don't want to be just rich and just play and then just leave the sport. Young people care about legacy. Young people want to make a mark and say, hey, I'm a legend or I'm a mortal because I won a championship. I won multiple championships. I think they get that in some ways from LeBron or Steph Curry, that generation of young athletes and sports fans. They are already paid. They're paid from in high school or they're paid in college, whatever, right? But they care about legacy more so than anything else. Talk to young people. They don't want to be without a championship because they feel like they're less than if they don't win a chip. Caleb Williams is along that same lineage to me. He's made the most money of any college football player in the NIL era. Mm -hmm. Now he won a Heisman Trophy that plays into it. He was in the L.A. market. That's another thing that plays into it. But he's built for this. He has Teddy Greenstein's book. I told you about this quarterback dads. One of the chapters, chapter 18, is his dad and him when he's 16 years old. My son is built for this. We made a commitment when he told me this is what he wanted. Okay, then we're all in. We either do it right or we don't do it at all. Mm -hmm. This is what he's built for. And the legacy part, you're exactly correct. Uh, He talked about his love of deep dish pizza and Michael Jordan and Walter Pate. Like, he's checking all the boxes, man. And he is going to be the Bears quarterback. How about the wins? How about the winning? That's what I'm looking forward to seeing, if he's going to be an Bears quarterback. It would be amazing. He did talk about that. Mm -hmm. He said about going to Washington, it'd be really cool because it's so familiar. There's a time and place for everything. My job and my hobby is being at the facility or on the field or watching film or relaxing and prepping for the next day or game. My main goal and focus is to go win games and stay focused on keeping the main goal the main goal. Yeah. Uh, What's amazing to me, and again, this is not any criticism of Justin. Let me be clear. In any other city, if they held this golden ticket for this guy that all the people that know more football than we do say is this incredible prospect, and you have this guy openly saying, hey, man, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. And I'm watching Peyton and Jordan, and I'm eating deep dish pizza, and the whole deal. There's an Instagram story where he's eating deep dish pizza with his buddies going, this stuff's fire, man. I love this. So why are we not all 1,000% going, okay, it's that time. We're getting the lottery ticket. Let's go. Uh, The Chicago tropes aside about the food, I care about the football the most. And that is that he realizes that, hey, I wasn't around for Jordan and Peyton, but I do understand these were legends in Chicago, and I want to be, be among those legends in Chicago sports. Yeah, the yeah. whole package. That's something to shoot for. It's the whole package. <laughs> that's, that's something to shoot for, that's for sure. We're talking about two of the all-time greats to ever put on a Chicago sports uniform, so that, that would be awesome. That is for sure. But at least, Shay, it, it's not like someone out of town just like, yeah, it's another team, great opportunity in the NFL. He's actually laying out his case to be a Chicago bear. Right. That's my biggest takeaway from all of this is the the conversation around him really has not been about the play. It's been mostly about he doesn't want to be in Chicago because social media accounts went viral when they tweeted it. And now we have Caleb on the record with Pete Thamel. And it sounds like he's embracing the city of Chicago before we've even made the pick. That's my point. Like everything about our city. He's like, I'm in. They want me. I'm in. But I heard that he doesn't want to be in Chicago because his dad is a Mettler and he wants to be part of the Redskins. Whoops, Commanders. Sorry. Right. <laughs> like the best line is, what? my job and my hobby is being at the facility or on the field or watching film or relaxing and prepping for the next day or game. My main goal and focus is to win games and stay focused on keeping the main goal the main goal. You know what, Shay? I think this has been a great segment, but a third of our audience thinks that what you read from is AI, and it's not true. So we'll just move on. There were people in our chat saying I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, they're just messing around. He did allude to the commentary that he's a bad teammate. He said, I want everyone to hear me and get a feel for who I am so they're not throwing things out there that are false or that isn't coming from me. Being able to see who I am as a person in my heart and love for football and winning games, that's what I think they'll get from it. My intensity about being on a team and going out there and kicking ass with my new brothers. That's who I am. And you, do you know who he's training with now? Who? He's got a group of guys. He said, first of all... This part's kind of a red flag to me, but go ahead. Everyone thinks I'm a one-man team, William said, referencing the symphony of work that makes an F1 team go. That's not just not the case. He's not playing this time with an NFL agent, saying he has a whole team of attorneys and advisors to handle contracts and endorsements. In addition, he's got a group of guys he's throwing to and training with every day out in L.A., Nathan Peterman's one of them. Surprise, surprise. Like I said, that's the that's the challenge flag. Williams is working. The other players Williams is working out with, he's training with the quarterback trainer, Will Hewlett, who works with Brock Purdy and some others. And he's also working out with Mason Rudolph, Emery Jones, and Nathan Peterman. Here we go! That's not Dak, huh? That's the one part where I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Why? Nathan may... Apparently, Nathan really is an astute observer of the scene because he keeps hanging in the NFL even though he's not a great player. Chase Daniel, same thing. Teams brought him in to be a support system on how do you be a pro and how do you do this and how do you do that. I think it's super cool, man. I'm more excited today than I've ever been. And just like uh, LeBron James, Caleb is saying... I wanted to be Mike. Yep. Understands the, the legacy right. of Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. Pretty strong. Pretty Com- strong. Comment here in our Twitch chat. Cap uh, Cap will be divorced by April to date Caleb Williams. Khalid. No shot. Oh, you don't love him that much. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll just live in, po- what do they call it? Polyamory? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Hoodie, your partner wants to move the Bears quarterback into the home for a poly marriage. Is this a deal breaker? Oh, (laughs) my God. Well, coming up next on Sports Radio Salt Lake, we'll get a chance to. (laughs) My God. Tom Waddle. Is Tommy ready? Tommy, are you ready to go? Tom Waddle. Hello. Hello, Tommy. Hi, Tom. How are you? Polyamory. Did you hear that, Tommy? I did not. What happened? What did you tell him what you just told him? People in Twitch said I'll be divorced by April because I want to marry Caleb. And I said, no, just maybe have a polyamory marriage. I don't know what that is, and I don't want to go there. Okay. A poly means many, Tom. We can, I, I know that. We can get but I, the context. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I'm not. Cap, you invite whoever you want into your bedroom. Okay, go. By the way, where do you think he went for vacation? Like, this isn't a guy sipping drinks on the beach. Uh, he went to uh, uh, he went to Japan. He went to Tokyo. That's correct. Yeah. I'm not even a red meat kind of guy, but the food was out of this world, highlighted by Wagyu steak. Yeah. I... Let's go, man. Just win yeah. football games. Okay. Please. Give me... This is as dumb as the... <laughs> The thought that if somebody picked LeBron James as their favorite basketball player, Chicago's not the right place for you. Can you can you chuck the pill? Are you, do you read defenses quickly? Does the ball come out quick? Are you, you successful? That's all I give a rat's ass about. Thank you, yes. Tom. Th- thank you, Tom. But, all of it. But my partner, though... He's a good person, and he likes Wagyu steak. Take that. Just wait till we get the story. He used to vacuum the USC locker room. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. my God. He likes to clean like me. Oh, God. That's wonderful. All right. Tommy will join us for a Waddle Wednesday coming up on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show.